Academic Authenticity with Anna. Are you in academia or of academia? That's the bigger picture I'd like to address with you today. And I hope that by my tonality, you'll feel that I want you to be in academia, not off academia. And why? Let's get into the nitty gritty of why it's so important to be in academia, not of academia. And this episode will be quite a bit uh, of a shout out to the podcast series by Brené Brown, with all sorts of wonderful interviews with Simon Sinek, uh, Dr. Sarah Lewis from Harvard University, who has so much concept, so much views, points of view on offer that will really help you navigate the uncertainties of an academic career, the uncertainties of finding yourself in this, you know, polarized uh, political landscape right now, more than ever, right? If you're based in the Netherlands. Um, Very important because I believe that any democratic society needs a resilient and robust academia and people who know what they're about, people who feel strong about what they have on offer and want to bring into the world. And this is why I want to remind you with this episode to really contemplate um, with, you know, and Golden Oldie by Stephen Kofi, your second quadrant stuff. So I want to get into the nitty gritty of what your second quadrant stuff is, and only you will know. Um, and please find the in my do-it-yourself uh, resources this model uh, where I offer you, um, you know, the, an, an opportunity. This is my invitation to you to simply keep score for a week, to to be brutal, honest, really honest, radically honest with yourself. What are you doing on a daily basis? Uh, in which quadrant are you hanging out with your, you know, with your behavior? And that's sometimes uh, shocking, but also really helpful to know. So this is not me helping you to become even more critical of yourself. Please do not see it as extra ammunition to start uh, being uh, even more critical than you already were about yourself. Not at all. So view it empathically, but also radically honest uh, what you are doing. So let's start this episode about are you in academia, which I think you want to be, or are you of academia and what the difference is. So what the difference is, if you're in academia, you are in to what Simon Sinek would say is the infinite game. So you're not there to win the prize or the award for the best uh, academic in the world. No, you're simply there because you believe that through this role as academic, you can bring into the world what you are about, what you're intrigued by, the questions that travel with you, uh, the stuff that you want to figure out uh, with your colleagues and with your students in an empathic way. And the infinite game, this is actually the stuff that you'll find in Stephen Covey's model, the second quadrant stuff, uh, the non-urgent yet 
important stuff. So this is not the, the stuff that will send you an email with a kind request, could you please attend to me? No, actually this is the kind of stuff that uh, is simply sitting there and you have to make it happen. So this is not just, you know, your academic work, of course not. There's different domains in your life and all those domains in your life, they have uh, non-urgent but important stuff. So this is building relationships. This is building trusting teams, Brené Brown would say. Uh, this is um, this is your PhD project. If you're a PhD candidate, this is your research. When you're uh, when you're a lecturer, professor, uh, you know, when you're you're an academic in whatever uh, type of contract or form uh, that it may take right now. So that's your second quadrant stuff. The important non-urgent stuff and then of course as you figure uh, there's th three other uh, quadrants and let's let's attend to them and start with the first quadrant uh, so the first quadrant that's firefighting so if there's a problem an urgent one you can't you know uh, avoid or ignore then you attend to it you fix it that's what problems are for you fix them um, and just as a reminder, if that happens on a daily basis, you need to be recalibrating because it can't be, you know, the first quadrant stuff that if that's part of your daily life, something is off. So, uh, the third quadrant, that's the one I really want you to pay attention to if you're keeping score of your daily behavior, because this is, for instance, your inbox, 90% of the emails that are sent to you should not be on your to-do list. So view or review your inbo inbox as someone else's to-do list. And that's quite a challenge sometimes for academics. So sometimes I challenge academics to shut off their inbox for an entire weekend, really have a private life for at least one weekend and just see, you know, keep track, keep, keep score of how unnerving that is for you. Um, to to really simply, you know, leave, leave for a moment. And if you get that inch between you and your inbox, for instance, well, then you're on track to really create the time and the energy and the concentration for your second quadrant stuff. So third quadrant stuff, that's the uh, urgent but not important stuff. These are the meetings where you're not going to bring anything, where you're not going to get anything. These are, uh, you know, the, the, the invitations, the could you, uh, could you please do this before this uh, date, etc. the smart uh, requests that simply do not fit your schedule, right? So the more you know what your second quadrant stuff is about, the more you can say no to the third quadrant stuff easily and not in a dismissive way empathically right um, find uh, find the blog to say you know the art and magic of saying no empathically so um, to, uh, practice that practice saying no because you're saying yes to your second quadrant stuff and then the fourth quadrant stuff uh, well that's procrastinating that's uh, binge watching series that's uh, that's everything that you do too much where you know where yeah actually you're in avoidance mode and and uh, to be uh, radically honest here 
uh, candy crushing. I'm in a disturbingly high level in that game on my smartphone, uh, Candy Crush. So, you know, it's not, we're all, we're not angels. We're not here to be perfect, not at all, but we're here to be human beings, but be radically honest with yourself. So what is it that you do that really qualifies for that Ford Quadrant stuff? So once you are keeping score and uh, do find that model on the free resources on my website, um, once you are keeping score, then what, right? So then what? So you are raising your awareness to what your second quadrant stuff is, and you are also uh, really willing and available to start really attending to the important non-urgent stuff in your life. Well, you know, then, especially when it comes to the deep writing and the deep thinking, that as, as part, you know, not all, but as part of your second quadrant, um, what I'd like you to uh, remember is that you're doing that with your brain. And your brain knows different waves. Um, well, I have wonderful news for you because it's scientifically proven that you can't combine deep writing, deep thinking, deep contemplation with normal social behavior and social life, whatever normal is to you. Um, so, you know, it's not you, it's not the other, but this is neuroscience. And if you're into neuroscience, please indulge me and, uh, and, and, and go with this flow. So don't, don't get unnerved by the neuroscientific numbers that I'm about to offer. Um, Keep breathing, stay with me here. So in, in getting more balance in your everyday life where you carve out time to really attend to your second quadrant stuff, um, you need to know that there's simply different types of brain waves. So first of all, beta waves, and let's forget actually about the numbers, the megahertzes that correspond with it, just stick with the names, beta waves, which, which are the correlates with our normal waking states of consciousness and, uh, you know, where we are alert and attentive and focused and engaged in practical problem solving and decision making. Very handy for, for that first quadrant, right, where we're firefighting. And then we have the higher beta waves. Uh, they correlate with high emotions, such as uh, feeling stress or guilt or shame or sadness and fear, even apathy. So that's higher beta waves. And for the contemplation, we need to, to slow down to get access to alpha waves, which correlate with the state of, you know, the deep thinking and deep writing. So obviously when we're in that phase where we need to be um, contemplating, thinking, writing, we're anti-sociable. That's just, you know, that's scientifically proven by neuroscience. We can't be both, we can't be in beta waves, in normal waking states, combined with alpha waves. It's simply a different wave. So in slowing down to the extent that you uh, allow yourself for some deep, uninterrupted time of really attending to your second quadrant stuff, uh, w you know, which again is not just, you know, it's not just about the, the, the writing and the projects and the monographs or the whatever type of project you're into, because of course, you know, second quadrant stuff is also relation building. 
and uh, that requires the, the beta waves, the normal waking state, right? But in attuning to, you know, the big picture of why you're in academia, what your projects are about, what you want to bring into the world, you need to slow down and have access to alpha waves. And um, you can't simply do that. You can't just simply sit behind your computer and start, uh, you know, now I'm in the alpha waves. So feel free to, uh, to see whether um, the, the bonus tracks of checking in with yourself, really calming your whole nervous system and transitioning gently into that deeper writing uh, mode or deeper thinking mode, figure, you know, just see, see whether that works for you. Um, so the point of this uh, episode is really to remind you that you're not off academia, you're in academia. And get attuned with your, you know, your larger goals, the bigger picture of why you embarked upon this endeavor in the first place. So in rounding off, I really want to thank you for, you know, your time listening to these ideas, maybe taking them as slow questions into your day, your week, and help me help you, but let's help each other really create a nurturing academic work environment, really build those safe learning environments and not as a uh, as an as an end in itself, but as a means to create the brave spaces that we need to critically think, to further our knowledge. And we can only do that if we are willing and available to become as emotionally literate as intellectually literate, so to say. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. If you want to respond to my podcast, Academic Authenticity, you're very welcome. Please find me at academicauthenticity.nl.